you have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Bonus episode of Got Till Five Wrestling Podcast. Um, we thought we'd give you a special treat because we're good people. He's Max Curtin, I'm Jesse Benz, and um, we have some guests. Who have we got, Max? We've got the guys from a podcast about something. We've got Eric and Calvin joining us, and we are doing something a little bit different because you guys aren't necessarily wrestling fans, are you? Uh, not, not particularly anymore. Not since uh, 1998. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, that's pretty much about when I stopped. <laughs> I you lo- stopped I when, the business stopped, model, but... <laughs> you stopped when it got good. Ah, yeah, yeah. It's too late to pick it back up now. I got in trouble for calling my teacher a candy ass, so I kind of got banned from watching. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I told you I like the rock. <laughs> awesome. So this is a simulcast. So uh, this with uh, a podcast about something isn't particularly our guests. We're uh, doing this show at the same time together, so this is their show as well, and it will bring all of our fans and your fans together. Everyone's going to be friends. It's going to be beautiful. And um, I think something filthy might happen. Oh, I hope so. We hope. That's what we hope. Because the, the the idea from this was um, I got in contact with you guys and we spoke about doing doing a crossover. But because you're not really into, well, you were into wrestling, but not keeping up with it currently. But you do a lot of pop culture and a lot of right. movie-based episodes as well. So we thought, what if we did movies that have wrestlers in them? And there are a lot of those out there, apparently. Yes, there are a lot so of those. Many. I'm looking at our list, and it's fun. I got a fun list. We, we got a fun we list, a I can say. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've kind of been struggling back and forth on this for quite a while now. We, we only had kind of one rule, didn't we, when we were discussing this? We said that we weren't going to put any movies with The Rock in, because otherwise we'd be yeah. here all so, so we broke that rule. We only put one The Rock movie, though, and it's not Fast and the Furious. Yeah, we didn't nice. that. <laughs> have, have you done what we did? So we've basically done. He, uh, Max has picked two. I've picked two, and then we've sort of got a joint first. Yeah, pretty much. Oh yeah, and cool. A couple of ours have a lot to do with what we cover anyway. On uh, you know, on our podcast, so like, because we like to do a lot of you know, comic book movie kind of stuff. And there's obviously a lot of they use a lot of wrestlers in those at certain times. So yeah, they need those beefy guys to really uh, to back up their, their <laughs> yeah, superheroing. Right. So. I was I was actually going to talk to you guys about that because um, there's an episode you did um, about Deadpool when Deadpool yep. two came out, right. and I tuned in and I was I love Deadpool two and I thought oh it's the best movie it's better than the first one I loved it and I tuned into yours and you're like yeah, it was all right I, you know first one's still better I, I enjoyed it and I was like I got all defen- defensive I was like oh yeah yeah you, you think you know better us. and then yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> you should have you ended up changing my mind and i was like oh yeah i kind of see what they're saying from this point so well yeah converted me like i said it was just i I thought the first one caught you so far off guard at how great it ended up being that it was going to be hard to match that euphoria when you come out of the theater when it's all said and done you know so i thought they did a good job i didn't hate the movie at all and i definitely don't regret ever going to see it twice so (laughs) you know just i I just i think they got to pay homage to the first one because it changed the game so yes. yeah, so that's good. But we don't um, we don't change opinions of people that listen to our podcast, do we, Max? We just shout at them and then get into massive Twitter fights. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, that's fun too. You that can't fun, change yeah. a wrestling fan's opinion on anything. It just can't <laughs> yeah. happen. They're stubborn. Oh goodness! <laughs> but uh, I'm excited to see what you guys have got on your list. Um, if we have a crossover, which is something that kind of normally comes up, we need to we need to agree on a universal sound because on our podcast, if we ever get a crossover, um, it's no point the next person just talking about it again. So someone says something and we can discuss together. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. Um, well, we've got a couple alternates too. If that works better or okay yeah because if you grab one of ours we'll sub in one of these other ones i kind of like that because i've got some alternates that i'm like i want really want to talk about them because it's really difficult when we're doing this shared just because i don't like sharing stuff with you i want to i i'm an only child and i've never shared anything in my life so i'm not going to start now (laughs) (laughs) i understand (laughs) 
Yeah, sounds about right. So um, let's uh, let's get started on the top five, shall we? We'll put in our drop. Cool. Here's our drop now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother. Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me, he didn't just say that. All right, so should we uh, jump right into it? Who goes first? You guys or us? Ooh, interesting. Oh, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, we're gonna go I'll five to one here. Right? Yeah. I'll flip a coin from here, heads or tails. Wait, what? what coin do you do actually you have? have a coin? Is is this I an ha- American have... coin or a British coin? No, I have a br- I have a British pound coin. Oh, that's okay. That's good. That's a four pound. That's, uh, I'm, looking, I'm, we'll looking, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I'm looking at Queen Elizabeth's face. So that <laughs> is what we want. Yeah, you all go for heads. We got, we got heads. All right. Jesse Allen Tails. It's heads. I'm sorry, it's heads. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, you guys are going first. It's All our right. first and last win of this this crossover episode. <laughs> All right. So, the first one we got uh, was picked by me, Calvin. Uh, it's called Suburban Commando and stars Hulk Hogan. Yes. Nice. Have you guys seen that one? Yes. I'm so happy you've picked this. <laughs> <laughs> this, was a, this was a family favorite when I was a kid. Uh, and it's uh, it's got Hulk Hogan and the Undertaker apparently plays a small part in it. Uh, Hulk Hogan is a alien of some sort, and he goes up against some lizard alien. Uh, is the the villain? He crash lands on Earth, has to live with Christopher Lloyd and his family in the suburbs, and uh, he gets into all kinds of hijinks uh, just because he doesn't understand how Earth works, really. <laughs> It is such a ridiculous movie. I think I, it just came on TV one afternoon. You know when you miss like the first twenty minute setup of a movie. Yeah. Th- this I don't even think it would have helped me. In all honesty, the first twenty well, minutes to understand this movie. I was reading the Wikipedia uh, entry to Eric earlier to to tell him what the movie was about, and I don't remember ever seeing the first twenty minutes when uh, he goes up against the the villain in the first place. All um. I remember is that it was a very poor lizard alien type being was the villain and uh christopher lloyd defeats him in the end with a paper cut of some sort and <laughs> it's so insanity you're, so you're saying that the cgi in 1991 wasn't quite as up to par as it is today i'm not i'm gonna say it was a uh, puppet or a costume of some sort so the budget was 11 million and it made eight back so <laughs> so it wasn't it wasn't a rousing success i don't think no. box office wise i don't think and like i was telling eric a, a lot of that return was probably just from my family renting it from uh from <laughs> hulk hogan seems like the sort of dude that would go watch his own films as well i reckon a lot of that box office came back from him at least 25 yeah, percent of that eight million was hulk hogan. <laughs> yeah i, I think so well i've just so gone on to hulk- oh Every time I was just gonna say, every time I see Hulk Hogan, his skin is getting more and more like that of a hot dog. <laughs> it is yeah, becoming think, more orange. He's trying to turn into the lizard alien villain from Suburban Commando, perhaps. <laughs> I, I think so. Him and our president have the same uh, spray tan uh, mm. place they go to. So <laughs> maybe they do, and uh, and the dodgy blonde hair as well. I can see the some dodgy blonde hair. <laughs> perfect, perfect term. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> It wants to hang on, but it's just not quite. Yeah, it's hanging off the day and night. Yeah, it's hanging back up to the front, and they look exactly like. Oh, well, Hogan's yeah, been no. balding for what the past 25, 30 years. Oh, I've never known Hogan with hair. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember him having a full head of hair ever. No. no. He wears a bandana a lot, though, doesn't he? So maybe oh. it was under there once. I think he was going through a lawsuit, and he was even wearing a bandana in court. Yes. Like <laughs> the Gorka bandana. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, God. The, the, the Gorka stuff with the sex tape, that was the... Yeah, um, yeah that was the court case. Yeah, so in, the, um, so in the court case, they asked it. So his real name is Terry Belaya, right? Right. So That's they, not one of our top five either. The Gawker video? Not, not on our <laughs> no, that, that video is not on our top five. I, I hope it's not on yours. That was my, that was my number six. It just oh, didn't make the cut. I know. Um, but um, it, during the court case, um, so during the sex tape, um, he says that he's got a 10-inch penis. And... Um, <laughs> And the judge asks him, "Do you have a ten-inch penis?" And he goes, uh, "And he goes, Hulk Hogan has a ten-inch penis. Terry Bollea does not." <laughs> as if there's a, as if there's a difference. <laughs> oh dear God, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. And he still won. Oh, yeah, he All did right. win. He won a significant amount of money, too. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm Good dying. for him. He needs more money, I think. He does. I mean, is he even, is he even involved in pro wrestling? No, he, um, uh, during that sex tape, actually, yeah. he said some um, rather racist things, which have basically, oh, basically um, yeah, basically... Oh, WWE yeah. refused to associate themselves with him since that. He, he went all Michael Richards on him. Yeah, you know he did a bit. Yeah, he went a bit like, Mel Gibson almost. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> yeah. another level. Give WWE time though. Give the you know they're not oh, the yeah. best morally. People have short memories. They got the yeah. new XFL to sell. They might bring him in as a you know guest star or something. They're gonna need like something that. to sell exactly. other than our people stand for the national anthem. Oh god. I don't think I think I think if you're a racist of the uh, being involved with a football league might not be the best place for you. That's that's mm. also true. That is also yeah. true. But time heals all wounds. I guess you know even Jerry Seinfeld had Michael Richards on his new show on that's true. on Netflix. So Oh really? Uh, I didn't know Yeah. That. I mean, comedians in cars getting coffee, you could check that out. That's actually a pretty funny show. So Nice. Uh, I'll look at that. Yeah. Um so, yeah, what about your number five? How about that? Well, I like that we started strong with Suburban Commando. I feel like this has set the tone <laughs> for where we're going this evening. <laughs> we might have lost everybody or gained everybody's intrigue. I don't think yeah. there's any middle ground left. No, not with that one. Oh, dear. Jesse, would you like to, to go first? Shall I go first? Okay. Um, well, I'm going to go... I feel like Suburban Commando is a very um, sort of American film. So I'm going to go for a um, British film to combat it. Yeah, I'm going to go for a James Bond film. And it is Goldfinger. Oh, okay. Have you seen I, Goldfinger? I have Sean seen Connery one Bond film? James Bond film. Oh, it you're not the much one with Halle Berry. That's the only I got, one. You've got to refresh my memory on Goldfinger because I like Bond growing up. But... Goldfinger is a 60s Bond film starring Sean Connery. Um, right. Um, the wrestler in question plays a character called Oddjob who is a, um, I believe he's Japanese, man who wears a bowler hat. And his sort of special move is that he takes off the bowler hat and throws it at people and it kills yes. them. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, would, I would play odd job in GoldenEye. Oh, it's cheating, right, yeah. I would play with him. Yeah, it's, it's yeah because, because he's about... Like, once you crouch, you cannot be hit. Like <laughs> Exactly, he's about four foot two. <laughs> it's impossible. He's, he's I just, same, just walk around... the same size as our friend JP. I, I got a... Oh, really? I, Yes, <laughs> I gotta. Uh, I gotta tell you, I had no idea he was involved in wrestling in in, yeah, in, right. in real life. So yeah, news to me. Uh, yeah, Japanese wrestler. Uh, yeah, like you say on Goldeneye, he used to play as him and um, crawl around um, karate chopping people in the ball bag. And um, <laughs> he. <laughs> um, so. So he was in it. So I, I love Bond and have done my whole life. Before I loved wrestling, I loved Bond. So I saw this, you know, not knowing that he was a wrestler either. Um, but I think the film, the film in general, is brilliant. It's just nice cheesy Bond fun. Is Bond? Oh, yeah. I don't even know. Is Bond a big thing in America? Yes. Oh yes, yeah, it, it is. Consistently, I mean, they try not to. They try to do it in November or maybe right before the summer blockbusters come out because usually that's when our superhero movies come. Yeah, and they, you don't want to run up against those at this point in time. Maybe down the road, but I know like um, Skyfall is one of my favorite movies, probably top ten of all time. Is that the last one? No, Spectre was the last one. Yeah, that and one didn't I'm do very good. Really, but before that, they were doing. They I don't were, know how you guys feel about Daniel Craig as Bond, but I think he brings like a rugged edge to it, and I think it's actually it's worked for me ever since yeah. Pierce Brosnan left the franchise. So yeah, no, I love um, Daniel Craig. Uh, Skyfall is one of my favorite Bond movies. Oh, he's taken. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Craig's taken a lot of the cheese out of the James Bond character, if you know what I mean. Which, uh, depending yes. on my depending on my mood, I either like or don't like. But right. it, but if I, if I'm in the mood for some bit grittier, I'll always go for a Daniel Craig Bond film. Yes, exactly. And in fun fact, Dave Bautista, obviously it's Inspector. Yes. He was, yes. He was Inspector. So I thought you were going there with that because Spectre was okay, but you went blast from the past there with with uh, Goldfinger. Was yeah, point. man. Um, well, yeah, it's, it's a great film. I mean, it's like it's dated in a sort of lovely way. And um, my favourite thing about it is you watch all the fight scenes, and they're just so clearly sped up. It's like they're on fast forward, like they so they just filmed it at normal speed, and they just hit fast forward. So we're supposed to think that Sean Connery is this high, super high fast team. fighting dude. Yeah, but it's just you can tell when somebody's in fast forward, people just move funny, don't they? But um, but anyway, I've got a quick story about um, Tanaka who oh, played God. Odd Job. Not this. Story. I love this story. This is the main reason I brought this up. So you guys are old school wrestling fans. Do you remember a manager called Mr. Fuji? Nope. No, I don't. No? Okay, he was a Japanese manager. Um, uh, manager is, you know, like standing at ringside with uh, their wrestler. And um, was known backstage for being a bit of a prankster. 
and that in wrestling pranks aren't funny like they're just cruel so um so tanaka and fuji back when they were both wrestlers in the early 70s i guess this would have been were wrestling around shows and back then it was like if you were foreign you were a bad guy so like you had your you know russians or your japanese or whatever so both of them were wrestling on the same show and they're both japanese but there's only room for one bad guy so Tanaka is sneaking behind Mr. Fuji's back, talking to the owner of the company to try and become the big bad guy. Mr. Fuji caught wind of this and um, wasn't very happy about it. Um, oh, before I go on, are you two um, South Park fans at all? I've seen a few episodes. I, I don't watch it religiously like a lot of other people I know, but I'm familiar with it, yes. I like basketball. Okay. <laughs> nice, yeah. Okay, well, there's an episode of South Park where Cartman, um, to get revenge on a kid... Um, kills his parents and then cuts up his parents into a meal and feeds it to the kid without him knowing that his parents are in the meal. So that sort okay, of happened here. Yeah. So, yep. so, okay, so that happens. So Mr. Fuji invites Tanaka around um, for a meal to sort of say, let's just talk about this because I heard you going around my back and um, we need to sort this out. So they were talking and eating a spaghetti bolognese, which he'd made for him. Lovely. And, Is it um, considered a bolognese if it's human meat? Well, it, well, it wasn't human meat, because after at the end of the meal, when they hadn't come to agreement, Mr. Fuji goes... Died in the story, Mr. Right? Fuji oh, I thought goes, it was on South Park. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is, yeah, this is reality. We're back in, uh, back in WWE. All right. Yeah. Mr. Fuji goes, oh, it's a shame we couldn't come to an agreement. Um, let me go get dessert. And he comes back out with Tanaka's dog's head on a tray. So before the um, before the meeting, he'd gone out and killed Tanaka's dog and Wait, fed him for to real? him. Yeah, for real. This isn't a wrestling storyline. This is something he did because he wanted to get back at him. And he, th he thought it was hilarious. Oh, I Tanaka just... I I'd just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, like, I would Tanaka. literally just, okay, this prank war's over, bang, bye, you're done. Yeah, Tanaka was understandably <laughs> upset, and I'm sure if he was wearing his little hat, he would have thrown it at him, but I guess he wasn't at the time. What kind of dog was it? I just like what how kind of Tanaka... Dog was <laughs> that, is, that is the correct question to ask, and I wish I knew the answer. I, uh, I just like how Tanaka spurned the character of Random Task in Austin Powers, and yes, he just threw shoes around. Shoe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep picturing him getting hit in the face. With the I know. Shoe. <laughs> I gonna like, <laughs> I'm gonna have a lump there, you idiot. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love those movies too. Oh my god. It's your number four. Our number four. Uh, That's you, Eric. We're, we're going to go with the rundown with The Rock. We broke the rule a little bit with The Rock, you know, being nice. limited. Well, that, that was, that was but, our rule, not yours. Oh, well, you know, here's <laughs> the thing. That was kind of one of his first real action films, right? Was it like 04, 03? Yeah, like this that? is back, long before he was taken seriously, really. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And that was yeah, actually... Was kind of a joke in movies before that. Yeah, but he's... Mm. When you watch him today, when you watch him back then, it's actually like he's... I don't want to say the same guy, but it's definitely there's bits and pieces of bad acting in there because he was so new to the big blockbuster film genre. But um, I, I just liked the movie, and I thought Sean William Scott added a lot of uh, back and forth with him, and it really worked. So I'm always entertained by that movie anytime it comes on. You know, it's usually on in the background at my house while I'm cleaning up or something. But you know, a few scenes will catch me. So. Yeah, I, I nice. That movie, yeah. It's a really good action movie. Over here, it's called uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Ah, is that the same film? Yeah, with um, Stifler. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize. Yeah, I didn't. Realize oh, it okay. I forget. Yeah. Sometimes you guys have some different names. Yeah. Over there I, I don't know why film. it's got a different name over well, here. It's in another movie just recently, the second Jumanji, which they called Welcome to the Jungle here. So it's going to be confusing. Oh my god. Over there, I forgot about that. That was a good movie, actually. Well, I, I it was, was a decent movie. It was one of those so. rock movies that you just kind of tune out again, isn't it? So like that and Baywatch, you know, they're not classics, but. I didn't mind watching them. No, but it was better than Baywatch, I would sometimes. say. But yeah, <laughs> Kevin Kevin Hart adds a lot more than Zac Efron does. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But the rundown actually did really well as a movie. Um, it was produced by WWE at the time um, as well, and it, yes, it was. and it made like quite a bit of money, surprisingly. 
and it got good was reviews. it Christopher Walken that was the bad guy exactly yes it was Christopher Walken and uh, who was the woman Rosario uh, Dawson yes Rosario Dawson I was thinking you know thinking about Daredevil and she's in that as well in the Netflix uh, series yes so um, yeah I mean that whole cast very very underrated as far as you know and the Say that it made decent money at the movies was, you know, I mean, they, I think they were surprised at the time. By it. I can't believe anybody took it seriously. Mm-hmm. I know. So. Arnold Schwarzenegger even does a cameo in it. Does he? Yeah, he's no. just in the bar, and that's his cameo. It's really weird. Nice. I don't remember that. Yeah, it's a little, little. I gotta go back and watch, watch it. Enough. Yeah, I gotta go back and watch it. <laughs> so, what about your four? Four. Oh, it's my turn, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, not many people have seen this movie, but it's a it's a lovely. This is the quintessential wrestling movie. It's called Ready to Rumble. Have either of you ever heard or watched Ready to Rumble? No. no. Anybody Anybody familiar in it? So David Arquette is the lead in it. Okay. So it's David Arquette and Oliver Platt are kind of the two main people, um, and Rose McGowan. So. What this movie is, it's kind of centered around real life in wrestling. It's centered around WCW, which was WF's competition at the time. And you've got two sewage workers who have got this hero called Jimmy the King. He gets screwed out of the world title by Diamond Dallas Page and an evil WCW owner. And then they help him get the title back. Now, this movie's got like everyone, every wrestler you can think of. It's got Bill Goldberg, um, Sting. It even has... John Cena's first ever movie appearance. He's working out in the background. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, Joey Pants is in it, too. It's a, Joey Pantoliano. So you'd say this is, it, this is a comedy, right? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, tra- it tries to be a comedy. It tries to be. <laughs> it tries to be. It's, been, um, it's been slated. And this movie kind of ties into actual wrestling history because this pretty much killed... WCW as a company because WCW was struggling around about this time and this is why they made this movie to try and get fans back into it and it went horribly yeah, remember, horribly back wrong back when I was into wrestling I was on the WCW side right yeah Sting Ric Flair all, all those guys well, I, when I was younger I was always you know I love The Rock I mean I'm a I don't know if you guys know this uh, The Rock played football at the University of Miami and who I'm happy to be partial to as, as far as college football is concerned um, so and he was just cool at the time. He had he had his little uh, Brahma bull tattoo, and he had like the people's, people's elbow. elbow was always good. But I was like Stone Cold as well. Triple H was a favorite. I liked uh, I liked uh, X Pac a little bit. That's a throwback. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I liked them all. Like I was always partial to WWE. Back then it was WWF. Yeah, I was so. I was on WCW side always. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I think it splits the yeah splits the two people there. Um, so the reason like this movie killed WCW basically was there was uh, the head writer in real life of the actual um, promotion called Vince Russo, and he kept convincing David Arquette to come and make appearances. And David Arquette, who is not a wrestler, he's a very scrawny little man, ends up winning the WCW World Title. So he Good for him. <laughs> he becomes their champion, and this is what an underdog this story. is considered. I'm sure wrestling fans were very happy well, with that decision. <laughs> this is the thing. This is considered the worst move WCW did, and pretty much killed it, killed its whole thing. Um, and then they shut down a year later. They did, they did. Uh, but I have a soft spot for David Arquette because there's a video game called SSX Tricky that me and Max absolutely loved when we were younger on That's the PlayStation 2. And um, David Arquette voices Eddie, you know, the guy with the big orange afro? Yep. Uh, like, yeah, so David Arquette did his voice in that game. So no matter what he did that. in... Yeah, no matter whatever bad stuff he did in wrestling, <laughs> I um, well, still love him for just doing that game. <laughs> th- this is a fact I can give you, Jesse, that you will appreciate. So... Bring it up! <laughs> when the movie came out... Um, Arquette did loads of appearances on TV and he got paid for it, obviously, because he was doing TV appearances. But instead of. Yeah, he's a professional actor. Right. <laughs> That's how it works. It, but instead of spending any of the money that was given to him from WSW, he donated it to the family of Brian Pillman after he died. Oh, that's nice. Right? Stand up. We can guy. like him now. Yeah. Brian, Brian Pillman, for you two and your uh, listeners who don't like wrestling, was a fantastic wrestler who. Um, died much too young in 1997 yes 
And um, yeah, very, very talented wrestler who um, was taken before he really went on to any real success, but he was definitely on track for it, if you know what I mean. So it's one of those what could have been stories. Yeah, definitely. Um, if you can find Ready to Rumble, I recommend giving it a watch. It's ridiculous. It's that very, <laughs> you, you know, that kind of 2000 comedy yeah. where just poo I, and I farts good, are really funny. I love a good, bad movie, so I'll yeah. probably try and check it out. This is definitely um, one of just- them. Just a quick little side note. Uh, David Arquette is, according to TMZ Sports, David Arquette, is, and this is as of May 31st of this year, he goes, he goes, people have been giving me a hard time for 18 years and I'm sick of it over this movie and this foray into wrestling. <laughs> so he wants to, he wants to put, he wants to come back and try to be involved and put some respect back on his name, I guess, according to him. <laughs> okay, every, everyone, everyone listening, uh, people who like our show and people that like your show, everyone listening, can you all please right now just collectively tweet David Arquette. Um, asking him why he got into wrestling and that he's a disgrace to the business. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. flood him. Yeah, let's we'll yeah. flood him out here. We, we he's, he's, bring, he's bringing it on himself. Well, get, get the hashtag David Arquette, we don't want you in wrestling. Yeah, yeah exactly. Off, but... Not my champion. <laughs> not my champion. Not my... Oh my god. Alright, so. so we got our number three. This is the one we agreed on. Uh, we got the longest yard. Really, we agreed on our top three, but this was the one that we came to collectively. The Longest Yard from 2005. Yes. Uh, Adam Sandler. So we've got, I counted at least four wrestlers in it. On Convict side, you got Bill Goldberg and the great Kali, who played Turley, the really big dude. Yes. Yeah. And then on the guard sides, we had Kevin Nash and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And we yes. wanted to include this one mainly because of Goldberg's role and um, the fact that they kept joking about how giant his dong is. <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> they had like this two foot long like cup that they were going to give him to wear in the movie, and somebody just goes, "I still don't think that's big enough." Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was avoiding him in the shower scenes. It was hilarious. So, Amazing. Uh, I thought uh, the use of Turley's character, the Great Kali, was kind of funny because they kept. I don't know. I guess he has like a little. I don't know if it's a like speech impediment. I hope. I hope it's not. Maybe he's just he's foreign. He can't. He doesn't speak English very well, but. It was just hilarious the way he talked to Adam Sandler. He goes, now I don't have to kill you. <laughs> he's, he's Indian, and I'm well, sorry to tell you that that is exactly how he talks all the time. <laughs> he wasn't yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Plus, he's great at ping pong. Anytime you can get a great ping pong scene in a movie, I'm there. Yeah, he's, he definitely developed an affinity for ping pong. He's so large. What is he? 7-1. He's 7-1. Seven, one. Yeah. Um, 347. Uh, yeah, they bill him as, um, they always exaggerate a little bit in wrestling, but they bill him as 7-3 in um, wrestling. But I think he wears um, he wears thick-soled shoes, if you know what I mean. Yes. Wikipedia's got him at 7-1, so I don't know what's true anymore. Oh, God. No, well, Wrestling's fake? Uh, welcome, to, welcome to wrestling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, the That's great for Adam. Great in that movie. Stone Cold was good. I don't really remember Kevin Nash in it too much. I don't think he played it. Like, I can see his face, but I don't think he played a very big role no. in any of the Stone Cold the just has such a scathing tone with his lines in the movie. You yeah. know, and he just, you know, the way he just talks to people, it was it was intimidating, but it was also, like, kind of comedic at the same time. And I'm sure he was coached to do that, but it was definitely Stone Cold being the guard. That yeah, I was waiting for him to Stone Cold stun somebody I know. in that scene where he was in block form. For I think Nelly was the one that the rapper was the yep. one that said, "I think it was if I was playing defense, I would have cracked your head, cracked your egg head open." He goes, "Well, you don't play defense now, do you, bitch?" <laughs> it's just such a scathing tone to it. It's just like, oh god, you just want somebody to deal with this guy asap. <laughs> what else do? It's funny. It's funny, funny that you say that. I think Curly deals with him. <laughs> It's funny that you say that because I saw um, quite a good interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin and he was talking about sort of transitioning from wrestling to going into films and stuff. And he said because, um, I suppose The Rock would have had the same problem, but um, because he came from wrestling, everyone already, already knows like what you're going to play. Do you know what I mean? Like Stone Cold Steve Austin is Stone Cold Steve Austin and he can only yeah. ever be Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he said he was going to all these meetings and all these casts and stuff and people were expecting him to sort of burst in with beer and like smash it open and like raise hell and like that's not he's just walking in and shaking hands because he wants to be an actor do you know what i mean but everyone's just 
expected it to go do mental. It. Do the thing. Do the thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, do the thing where you take a couple of Bud Lights and you just smash them on your head and you just drink them and then, <laughs> then you go beat someone's ass and then, then you win the movie. <laughs> Uh, or, you, or you lose the movie because you're the villain this time. You just do the same shit. So. <laughs> That'd be um, a tough job interview to, to go in and just be like, oh, hello, Mr. Movie Producer. How are you today, sir? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's... No, we don't. I, I don't want to do that, sir. Okay, well, you're just not going to be in this movie. Okay. <laughs> Off I go. But you have any romantic comedies for me? Austin, a romantic comedy. I can see that. That, that would be... <laughs> Wow, no. Oh, that would be nice. I don't Bruce, know Willis, Bruce Willis has done it. He's done romantic yeah. comedies. Yeah, I suppose if he can pull it off. You know? I think Bruce Willis yeah, exactly. a bit smaller than Stone Cold Steve Austin. Just a tiny bit. And the voice. Tiny, you can't really have the Stone Cold Steve Austin voice in a, in a rom-com. No, no, it's not really a... Um, yeah. I oh, think but... I've fallen for you! <laughs> 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 Although he was pretty good in, uh, what was it, Grown Ups 2? A good, bad movie. Um, I think that's just a bad movie, man. You're on your own. On that. I thought it was entertaining. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of funny when you know you have a little bit of beer in you. I don't know. So uh, yeah, I guess he played this old bully from their hometown in the second in the sequel, and he had this ridiculously hot girlfriend or something like that. And he's there's a big brawl at the end of the movie between a bunch of college kids and all the old people, and he's just drinking beer out of a keg and like punching kids in the face at the same time. It's, Kind of Who hasn't done that? <laughs> it's a normal Saturday. Speaking of this film, Adam Sandler's, there was a film that we very, very nearly put into our list and then didn't, um, which was The Waterboy, an Adam Sandler film, which has a cam- cameo from The Big Show, who plays um, Captain Insano. That, oh, was on our um, list, uh, that was on our list of alternates. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, oh, was it? Nice. Yeah. I was remembering that scene when I read that. I said, wait, Waterboy... Oh, that's right, where he just makes fun of him and they all just hysterically laugh at him on television. (laughs) (laughs) Just completely, like, shoot him down. Uh I think that was the movie that made me stop enjoying wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Captain Insano. Seeing how mean they were to poor Adam Sandler. Captain Insano bed sheets. (laughs) Yeah, 33-year-old man. Hey, Captain Insano shows no mercy. Yeah. (laughs) I love Adam Sandler, but that film's a good example of it. Like, he plays two roles in everything he does. He either plays himself or a slightly retarded guy. Like, that's his that's, that's his acting range. That's pretty much it. Yep. You, you, nail, you hit the nail on the head, my friend. Yeah, he does both tremendously well. But, I'm uh, not yeah. saying I hate it, but I'm just saying, like, let's, stick, let's stay in our lane. Let's not try to do dramas or these uh, emotional pieces where, you know, nobody really gets it. I don't know. So, anyway. My, yeah. <laughs> Right, um, my is this number three, our number three? Yeah. Sweet. Um, Well, I'm glad that you sort of went for a good-bad movie, because I think this is the definition of that. Um, This is a film um, also starring um, Bill Goldberg, and it's called Santa's Sleigh. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not. I've not seen it, but I saw it on all the lists I was looking through while doing research. Ah, Santa's Sleigh is... um, is a um, sort of comedy horror film, a Christmas comedy horror film, where Bill Goldberg plays Santa Claus, who is just an evil Santa Claus, who is just back to kill everyone. And it's it's like one of the first things he did when he left WWE. So Goldberg left WWE, and it was like, oh, what's he going to go on to? This is really exciting. And he decides to go on to a Christmas film playing a evil Santa. And I can see that. All, we've all made choices, you know. But um, he... Uh, it's uh, but it's one of those. It's just brilliant. It's you go into it thinking this is going to be the most awful B movie, like try hard film, and it's so funny. Like he just kills everyone in really funny ways. Um, spoiler alert: there's a bit where he kicks a dog in a fire. I'm glad you mentioned that. Which what is it with yeah, you and dogs this evening? Yeah, yeah, you're really going yeah, after d- the dog killings. I don't, I don't, well, normally, um, to sort of keep my urges down, I go out and kick lambs to death once a fortnight, and I haven't, I haven't had a chance this week, so I'm feeling a bit antsy, maybe, maybe I'm seeing too many dogs. Um, but it's so is, is Goldberg the hero or the villain in this movie? He's the, um, he's the anti-hero, I would say. We're, we're is, very is he Santa Claus? Is it a situation like, uh, Tim Allen in The Santa Claus? Yes, he is. So, oh, don't get me started uh, on The Santa Claus. 
<laughs> Santa dies so and no one cares. Tim Allen shows up at his, his house. Santa's wife doesn't care. All of his friends don't care that Santa's dead. And they just accept Tim Allen as the new Santa Claus. Well, yeah, well, I mean... It's part of the magic. Furious. Well, maybe this film is a spiritual sequel because Santa's pissed and he's ready to like uh, really hurt people. Maybe that was um, the Santa that Tim Allen killed and he came back and now he's pissed, right. like you said. Exactly. Demon Santa, yeah. Um, yeah. He rides a sleigh driven by his hell deer. Um, I'm reading this straight from the Wikipedia page now. Um he, uh, yeah, uh, this is a great paragraph. I'll just quickly read this to you. Um, riding on his sleigh, driven by his hell deer, Santa arrives at Hell Township and decimates the locals in various holiday-themed ways. In one of his kills, Santa slaughters the occupants of a local strip club frequented by <laughs> Pastor Timmons, a crooked minister who manages to survive the massacre. Later, Santa murders the local Jewish delicatessen owner, Mr. Green, using his own menorah. <laughs> oh, oh right. my God. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's just a taste of what's I'm... in this film. I'm guessing that probably doesn't age very well. That it's, um, scene. I, I guess, I suppose it wouldn't. But um, but what I'm trying to say, uh, the long way around, what I'm trying to say to you is this is a Christmas fun film for the whole family. Oh, yeah. I, I I'm going to show it to my kids this Christmas. Well, the moment you brought up the menorah thing, I was like, i, I got to watch. <laughs> Cal, you got to watch this with your kids. Yeah, they're, they're ready yeah. for it, I think. <laughs> not, my, not my words, the words of Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beautiful! But yeah, great film, great film, and um, I, I do implore you. I would like um, if either of you find the time, please watch it and tweet us, letting you, us know what you think because it's special. It really is special. We're just going to get you've been blocked by a podcast about something. And it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> There's two dog murders so far on the show. So that yeah. is yeah, but only one in film. Yeah, so one was real, one was fake. All right. Exactly. I'm just going to say, I don't think we've got any more dog murders on our list. I think we're done. There are no more dog murders. Thank God. I think I could do a third. (laughs) We're just going to move to number two, I think. You should just move on at this point. Uh, So, number two is uh, Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, Macho Man. Oh, great choice. Uh, It's not a big part for the Macho Man. He plays Bonesaw. uh, Bonesaw. And, uh, you know... Peter Parker's got to go spend three minutes in the ring with him, and he dispatches him in about 45 seconds and doesn't get his money and kind of sets the whole plot into into motion there. But Indirectly Sav- kills Uncle Ben, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they retconned that in Spider-Man 3. It wasn't really his fault because the, the other guy came and killed him, but who, who knows at this point. Uh, Macho Man really, uh, really doing work in this scene. Yeah, it was a short-lived scene. I imagine it was probably a day of shooting. You know, they probably got paid, what, 100K for? Oh, yeah. You know, especially for a big Marvel blockbuster like Spider-Man and how, how much they were throwing at it. But, I mean, I, I it was a funny scene. I mean, I thought it was kind of entertaining and all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm, to be honest with you, back then I wasn't a big Spider-Man fan. So, um, I really didn't put two and two together until years later when I was like, oh, that's that's Randy Savage. I, you know, I kind of forgot about that. But, no, it was good. He was intimidating. He was, he was, you know, it was kind of funny. Some of his cheesy lines and yeah, I'm not gonna try know. and do the voice, but I really want I'll to. Do, it. do you guys have Slim Jims up there? <laughs> no, no. Um, we we don't have Slim Jims, but because of wrestling, we know exactly what they are because we <laughs> saw we saw Macho Man like plugging them every single week. Slim Jim. God. We have a thing. <laughs> oh yeah, we. Um... <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. I like that. It's, you feel like you, you when you talk like Macho Man Randy Savage for too long, it feels like you're like a temple in the side of your head's going to explode, doesn't it? Well, his uh, yeah, his, his looks like pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but his was like that, like kind of all the time though, like just because of the steroids. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, the There's dude a- died of um, he died of heart failure um, whilst driving his car, and then um, oh. pr- proceeded to crash the car. That was like that was his last moment on this earth. Yeah, yeah, but there were, there were no dogs involved. <laughs> oh, Thank good. God. Thank God. Just a human this time. Thank you for putting a positive spin on that. We were going to go Thanks, in a man. dark direction there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Sp- the, yeah, the first Spider-Man film was great. Um, I I was the right sort of age. Right? When did it come out? 2000? 2001? 2001, I yeah, 2000, 2001, somewhere right around 2001. There. So I was 11. I was like prime Spider-Man age. Like You could yeah. do no wrong to me. So yeah, it was awesome. I was obsessed with that film for quite a while. Definitely. How about your two? Right. Uh, it's you, isn't it, Max? It is, and I'm still, as we're talking, flicking between two. 
that I don't want to pick. Oh god. Um I'm gonna go for one that might not be known to people. So this Oh, how fun. I know, right. So this <laughs> is a Oscar winning movie for Best Picture. Mm. A wrestler starred in a Oscar winning movie, The Godfather. I saw that on my research today. Right. Uh stars what, what wrestler is in the Godfather? Uh a wrestler by the name of Lenny Montana. So okay. This he, is this is news to me. I, I know. I wanted to mix it up for you, Jesse. So um, uh, he making me look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this. We rehearsed. <laughs> so he he's got off script. <laughs> so he used to wrestle around he, the territories in the fifties and sixties, um, and he wrestled under a, a gimmick called the Zebra Kid, and he held the AWA World Tag Team Titles with a guy. With probably the greatest wrestling name ever. He was called Hard Boiled Haggerty. And this was in 1960. Um, that is a good name. It, right? So, the Zebra Kid and Hard Boiled Haggerty. Um, after leaving wrestling, he found his way into the Colombo crime family. And he started working for the Mafia. And this is when he was cast in Godfather. Because they wanted someone realistic. They wanted someone who could actually help with it. Um, oh my god, really? Yeah, so he actually ended up joining the wow. Mafia. I'm looking, I'm looking at his IMDb page here, mm. and he was actually in quite a few films, despite yeah. being a mafioso. Right, so he... Um... <laughs> it might have helped him, it might have been because of it. Yeah, so like he was in, he was in movies for like 10 years after The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. So, I've never really seen any of these movies, though. So. Kind of set him up, yeah. so it's... Uh, he plays Luca Brasi, who's Don Colleone's muscle really and I, I haven't actually looked this up but it's a fact i do remember someone saying that he if you if obviously send the godfather luca brazzi would mumble to himself constantly and like practice what he was going to say apparently that was actually the actor rehearsing his lines because he didn't want to mess up the part he was doing so he kept like repeating his lines until he went on but he the character it just fit the character so they left it in so him rehearsing before is just him practicing his lines. It's not like a character thing. It's just him trying to remember what he's meant to say. That's cool. That's a fun fact. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Love. Yeah, he played a con man in The Jerk with Steve Martin. Oh, I have seen The Jerk. It's the only <laughs> other one on his uh, list that I've seen. Nice. He went from strength to strength. Then. Oh, yeah. clearly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to, to kind of include someone that uh, I, I wasn't aware of until a couple of weeks ago. That I went, oh, okay, that's interesting. And actually in the Mafia, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's cool, too. I mean, it's, like, it's a really cool, fun fact, I guess, for people who know Godfather trivia. Now, do so, you guys... I mean, where do you stand on the Godfather trilogy? What, what's your favorite? Um, I've, I've seen them all once, and it was probably about ten years ago. Yeah. Um, I kind of got on a little binge, you know. I saw, like... Uh, Jesus, what, you know, I saw I saw the three of them kind of in a three day span, so it was kind of a lot to take in. So uh, I enjoyed the first one, you know, the most, obviously, and yeah. I, I really don't have any qualms with the other two. But I I've seen so much content since then; it's kind of hard to remember <laughs> every, every little nook and cranny of the movie because it's so long and there's so much to take in. Yes. So, but definitely, I mean, worth all of the hype. I'm not saying it's not by any stretch. So. I'm going to say it's not, because I've seen parts of the first one, and I kept falling asleep. Like, it never caught my interest. I kept falling asleep during it. Oh, it's a slow burn. I mean, and, you really uh, got to be in So bed. I never moved on past that, and that was about yeah. ten years ago, too. I just never got into it. No. What about you, Max? What's your favorite one? Uh, number one. Everyone always says kind of number two, but it's... I was going to say number, number two is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I think it's considered the better movie of the whole trilogy, but I don't know. It's just something about number one. It's like gritty kind of crime, and you, you can't right. beat Don Corleone. There's just not a better character in in the kind of mafia genre of film. He's that iconic. Another one with a very distinct voice is uh, Marlon yes. Brando. Yes, you gotta have a very distinct voice for people to really identify with you. You know, I mean, it's. I think that's true with, you know, we just talked about Randy Savage having that crazy voice. I mean, I'm not trying to compare the two, but... You know, I mean, you, you. I think they're right they on the stick, same level, Zach. They stick in your. <laughs> they stick in your. They stick in your mind. You know, I mean. Yeah, whenever anyone mentions Don Corleone, yeah, you you immediately imitate or 
Macho Man Randy Savage, you automatically, oh yeah, yeah, you immediately go into <laughs> it. So exactly. I'd love for them to have a conversation because he's, um, you know, Marlon Brando so soft spoken, and then you have got Randy Savage, who was literally larger than life. That, that, I don't think we can make that conversation happen anytime soon, Max, for um, mortal reasons. Oh, I'll just I'll do some editing. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to say. Unless that. we have, has anyone has anyone ever done a Ouija board? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not mad. We with still that. wouldn't be able to hear him. I'm though. just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. What is there an option on the Ouija seance. board for? Yeah. <laughs> just keeps going. I oh, 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 oh. Why? E E E A A. Like, come on, Randy. Slim event is it number one time yeah, i believe so eric right. this one's all you this one's all me and uh, this shot to the top and i'm sure i don't i would imagine maybe you guys have seen this it's batista and it's probably the one that really set him off on this interesting little film career he's got going guardians of the galaxy yes yeah he had a pivotal role wasn't the lead by any stretch but he had a pivotal role he was one of the main characters and not the lead but probably the best character yes of that one i can't go that far but i i will say like i don't funniest character no but but i but he adds he a character but he adds his, <laughs> his that, is it, that, that is indisputable he was definitely a character so no but he adds so much to it that it's it's really you know even him in the second guardians of the galaxy in infinity war recently um he had these memorable little lines that he'd say and you know just, just complete deadpan when he, you know, you got the, you get the character synopsis for him, and he takes it to another level. You know, it's just like, you know, we just got done saving you. He goes, we just discussed that you blowing a hole in our ship was not saving us. <laughs> and he goes, I don't remember that. I was I was thinking about something else. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, <laughs> and he just delivered everything so well. And I don't know, it was just that's that's the best wrestling moment because he got a lot of content in there too. Well, plus spoilers for Infinity War, he learned how to. Turn himself invisible, which is a pretty <laughs> yeah. amazing feat. I could you not stop laughing at that bit. He eats really slow. You don't notice his movements. You know, it's just I mean, a bag of chips floating. There. <laughs> it's just when Mantis comes in and she's oh. like, "Hydrax." <laughs> <laughs> oh, the way um, the way the way Batista plays that character is basically if that kid in my class that had Asperger's worked out. Right. Like, that's, right. That's, that's, that's the kind of producer. <laughs> They're completely literal. Anything, any sarcasm is going to go right over his head. <laughs> Nothing goes over its head. It's too fast. <laughs> but Dave Batista, I would say, is one of the most successful wrestlers to, to transpire into movies. Look at what he's done since he's he did Guardians of the Galaxy 1, uh, then 2. He's been, we mentioned James Bond earlier, and then he was in Blade Runner. He's just mm-hmm. picked some of the best movies That's of the past five years. Like, these are, like, The Rock does loads of films that do, like, gangbusters at the box office, but the films Batista have done have been, like, critically loved. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Which some, is, of the, some of The Rock's films just, are good. Yeah, and I, yeah. Gotta, I gotta tell you, I mean, he's in this Hotel Extremis. That's the one. Or yes. Artemis, excuse That's me. That's the one I was thinking of. Foster. Right um, yeah, he's in Hotel Artemis. Um, I'm... I just looked up his Guardians of the Galaxy page, or his IMDb page, excuse me. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the guy just picks some great roles, and he's approached for some great roles, too, because he's got the chops for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, this this resume for a wrestler, when you look at just the bottom line, um, like bottom line grossing, I think besides The Rock, I don't think there's another wrestler that has ever really grossed as much money at the box office being affiliated with these franchises the way... That he well, yeah, being affiliated with Marvel really helps that. Of course it does, but he's also going to be in Avengers four. He's going to he's confirmed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy three. There's five just giant blockbuster movies that own the box office that he has a significant part in. Yeah, I hope he does so. a skyscraper someday. <laughs> yeah, let's do skyscraper two with Batista and a one legged rock. There we go. <laughs> but we can have, have one arm. Field. But Batista has one arm. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Balance. I like it. The, the, I like that. Can we, can, we put, can we put his arm where the rock's leg should be and make a kind of Frankenstein wrestler? <laughs> Potentially. We just get ridiculous. Oh, oh, Hollywood, the we're available to, to write friends. that. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. Uh, oh, I'll, take a, I'll take a writing. 
The thing I like also about Batista is how humble he seems to be. In he, he's just kind of shocked that this is all happening and that he's allowed to to be in this world. And he's so for someone as big as him, um, he's so timid. Like there was an interview you mentioned Hotel Artemis because uh, they're doing the press junk at the moment. Tiny little Jodie Foster, who's like five foot nothing, comes up to Dave Batista, looks him up and down, and goes, "I thought you'd be bigger." And then apparently this like. <laughs> sent Batista into this shame spiral of like, oh God, am I not good enough for this role? Am I going to be recast? And she kept it up throughout the whole filming just to mess with him. So Jodie Foster messed with Dave Batista. Oh, very nice Jodie Foster. Yeah, she's, she's got a little experience, I guess, in uh, in, in owning a set, True. I would imagine. But um, you're right. He does seem like a very humble individual. He seems like he's very approachable. Um, you're right. Like, he feels lucky to be there. Mm. You know, and... Um, but I, that's all on his own accord, man. I'm telling you, he's he's he didn't do it. But this isn't by luck. I mean, he does a good job. Yeah. So my my only criticism of Dave Batista is when you see him out and about or at movie premieres and stuff, um, he insists on wearing skinny jeans. And if I've ever <laughs> if I've ever seen exactly if I've ever seen a man whose body shape is less appropriate for skinny jeans, it is Dave Batista. <laughs> yes, I, I will give you that. I. I have yeah. questionable fashion choices on red carpets aside, though. I, you know, I think we could give him one pass for. for <laughs> not in Jesse's eyes. Absolutely not. No. Now, no. if he start if he starts coming in like jean shorts, like really Jolts, tight jean shorts, fedora. yeah, like jorts and uh, a fedora, then we can start tweeting at him and say, "Hey, uh, we need to talk." About what about that? one of those winter hats with like the flaps? <laughs> I think he could pull that. Oh out. yeah, but there's definitely something wrong with that guy hats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a, he's got a uh, metal plate in his head. wrong with that guy hat. <laughs> That's what we call him over here. <laughs> I think um, as far as the jorts go, John Cena's got that market cornered. As That's well. true. Yeah, you can't you can't get on you can't get on Cena's corner for that one. He's another oh, person yeah. that outside of wrestling, he should only ever be wearing jorts and baggy t-shirts because when he ever he tries to fit in a suit. It just looks, and he spends thousands on these suits, tailored. His suits are massive. Terrible. Like John Cena. I saw John Cena at a restaurant in Tampa one time. Who'd you say? John Cena. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Didn't didn't talk to him. He was just there. Oh, he should have waved. Well, we were there. We had a pretty big group there. It was a a work function, and he walked in, and everybody kind of started whispering, and he just came in by himself and sat down quietly. So we we didn't really want to bother him. How did How did you see him? (laughs) Uh, With my eyes. <laughs> sorry, that. sorry, he that's was, a, that's a wrestling joke. Uh, <laughs> what was his suit like? Was he wearing a ridiculous suit? That's what he was trying. I'm waving uh, my hand in front I of my it. face. Yeah, I got it. I get the joke. Me. I get it now. Thanks, guys. So, <laughs> I get yeah. the joke, guys. All right, we we can talk without Cal later. <laughs> that that went that went over your head like it like it wouldn't over Drax's because he uh, yeah catch I couldn't catch that exactly. One. <laughs> Not Drax over here. <laughs> I think he was just wearing a t-shirt and jean shorts, to be honest, on, on that day. Ain't nobody telling him otherwise, though. You mean to tell me you would? Hey, no. jean shorts, no. Cena. Can't see me now. You better get the run. <laughs> I don't get that joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a, right. that is a fantastic number one, and Dave Batista is going to have a lot more prominent roles in the future, as you mentioned, with the stick with the Marvel Universe. Um, I don't understand why yeah, anyone would, let would me have want Superman to Commando leave. at number one for some reason. <laughs> it was close. It was close. I don't understand why anyone would want to leave the MCU once they got that deal. Like, I, I guess you want to branch out and play other characters, but There's Marvel money for, for a real actor, maybe for somebody like a a wrestler turned actor who they're just going to get action movies anyways. That that's probably the place to be. Uh, you know, there's been people that have chosen to leave. Most notably, Terrence Howard, who's on TV now in the states. Uh, Natalie Portman, and eh, she does her own thing. She can survive, and then uh, yeah, but it's Ed an Norton. easy, very big paycheck. Yeah, Ed Norton Jr. Or... I don't, I don't think he chose. I think that was a uh, push out. That was a push Ed out. He was acting like a dick on set. Ed Norton was in the first Incredible Hulk. It came out in two thousand eight. Yeah, he's just vanished though. Like Ed Norton was yeah. everywhere during that time. Ed Norton, because like... he came out. His, his big sort of debut in film was with um, Richard Gere. Was it? What was it called? When he was playing uh, that Primal kid. Fear. That kid. That's it. That was a great film. Sure. Yeah, no, it I was. Um, like, as far as, like, a new he's... kid on the scene, and his acting in that was stunning. I he's, he's very good, and he's just, 
I don't know why, but he's fallen off. He's a tremendous actor, but he's just, uh, I don't know, I think he's... He's a bit overbearing. He's too big, yeah. or, you know, Marvel just doesn't have time for this crap. Yeah. You know, like, we, I'm sorry, we got, we're moving to three movies a year. We don't have time to deal with your script. Well, he, edits yeah, he wants to process. do a lot of, he wants to... He wants write to write, his own lines direct, and, yeah. he wants to freaking star in it, he wants to do the second lead in it, he wants, you know, it's just, if you let him Eddie Murphy himself, like in, <laughs> like The Nutty Professor, he'll do it, just in a yeah. more dramatic movie. <laughs> I'd like to see that, Ed Norton and The Nutty Professor. Right, Ed, definitely. Ed Norton playing everyone in a serious yeah. movie, that'd be hilarious. I would just laugh at the whole thing, but anyway, you guys have a number one, and we need to get to it. Do so. we need a drum roll? Ooh, Eddie anticipation. This is all you, like Jesse Benz. Yeah, there's a pride better. We've gone, um, we, we've gone meta for our number one, and it is um, the Mickey Rourke film, The Wrestler. There we go. Yeah. Kind of versatile. Which, but I guess they probably had real wrestlers in there. There are, yeah, there's loads, because, uh, you know, it's following an independent wrestler um, doing his, and a, a sort of has-been wrestler, doing his independent dates, and all the extras, all the wrestling extras in those scenes are legitimate wrestlers who were independent wrestlers at the time, many of which are now with the WWE that were not back then. Um, and but, his, um, the Ayatollah is played by Ernest Cat Miller, a very famous WCW wrestler. Oh yes, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, um, Necro Butcher is in it. He has a match with Necro Butcher in the film who um, was very famous on the independent scene for just being incredibly violent and doing sort of what we call death matches. Um, no dogs were harmed. No do- yeah. And, um, <laughs> any, any <dog> death but, <laughs> but, um, but just generally speaking, this film to me as a wrestling fan and being wrestling fan my whole life, as Max has, you see a lot of real life tragedy in wrestling. You see a lot of wrestlers die. It's not a healthy lifestyle. And, um, this film just, takes that you know the sort of the mind over matter like he was a big star he's still got this ego he still wants to be this big star he loves the business even though his body's falling apart he'll still put himself through the drugs he'll still put himself through the matches he'll still travel everywhere and it's tragic but there's no telling him otherwise and that is so real that is the realest part of professional wrestling like seeing these older guys and they still do it today sort of just busting their asses in front of 50 people in a community centre or something. Yeah. And, but they, they just can't let go. My, my favourite bit in the movie is when he's working at the deli counter in the supermarket and the music, his music starts and the crowd start chanting as he's walking around the backstage of the deli area and then he just goes through onto the shop floor and the, the, the sound just cuts off. I feel like that's just my favourite bit of that whole movie. And that's his life now. Yeah, it's uh, it's sort of tragic, but um, but so well put together. You guys have seen it. Have you? What do you think about it? I actually, I have not. I haven't um, seen it either. I, I'm a, I'm familiar with it, um, just because. I mean, I, I it was very well received, and there were did it win you know, an Oscar. But now that you know, when you're telling me that what you're saying to me now, like I never really did enough research into it to go through and watch it. But you know, when you put that real take on it, I I, I think it's going to be in my queue here soon. Um, but Marissa Tomei's in it. I mean, you're probably gonna get me to the th- love her. You're probably gonna get me to watch it if it's Marissa Tomei because she's like one of my favorites. But she's um, smoking. Uh, <laughs> she is smoking for, for like smoking, thirty so. years now too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. It's ridiculous. She was smoking in Civil War, but, <laughs> in, but uh, in the actual Civil War. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, it's been uh, around a while. But yeah, I uh, and I like Mickey Rourke too, and. Um, so you, you definitely piqued my interest, and I'm definitely going to check this out before we speak again, if that ever comes about. But um, but yeah, I, I like the way you just explained that. You definitely piqued my interest. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's a very real movie. After the um, the premiere, uh, Roddy Piper um, apparently just broke down and cried because he just related to that life and not being able to let go so much. That it, a lot of wrestlers just kind of couldn't handle it after the after watching it. They just got really emotional about it. I could and Mickey Rourke, yeah, I could imagine. Mickey Rourke um, was, um, and Mickey Rourke was in a similar, obviously not a wrestler, but in a very similar period of his own life, wasn't he? He was very much a has been when the wrestler was made, and the wrestler um, sort of revitalized his career in many ways. He got a Marvel role. Probably yeah, do, exactly, yeah. do, you mm-hmm. know, probably piggybacking off the success that he had at playing the wrestler. Um, Previously, like he, right before that, he did Sin he, City. 
like he didn't work for two years and he was yeah. in some stuff that i mean he was in man on fire in 2004 but that was a smaller role um with denzel right That's yeah denzel, denzel. yeah so I mean, he's got a very, you know, he was falling off a little bit at that point, and then the wrestler and his performance in that, you know, got him yeah. a Marvel role. So yeah. and then he, he was, was in the Expendables, and yeah, which is a good. It, that's that's a good bad movie. Uh, those those nice. movies are oh, great hysterical and entertaining at the same time. I don't care. <laughs> and but, has wrestlers uh, in it. Yeah, yeah. Stone Cold got has wrestlers. Um, was it three Stone Cold was in? I think so. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, my favorite bit of trivia about the wrestler so Aronofsky wrote and directed this and he wanted Mickey Rourke from the get go but the studio wanted Nicolas Cage oh god Ooh, that and, would be not good <laughs> exactly so Aronofsky <laughs> fought to have Rourke in, in it but could you imagine well when you guys watch this movie just picture Nicolas Cage and it'd be I'd yeah, it really hey, would be the worst. I got a fun fact for you, but I don't want to ruin the movie. <laughs> Let me know when you watch it, and then I'm going to tell you to go back and watch it again with this in mind. Don't do that. <laughs> no, always. I'm going to watch every movie and imagine Nick Cage is in it now. That's what I do, yeah. It, it makes life a lot easier. Um, can I quickly mention a quick omission? This was the one I was struggling with between, between Godfather. Yeah, I was going to say, do we have any uh, things that were surprised we missed? Yeah, the, there's one that I want to mention. Uh, Roddy Piper in They Live. I it's, haven't seen that movie, but that was yeah. one that kept coming up on all the lists again. Yeah, it's a, one. Of, it's an '80s cult classic um, where they put on. Roddy Piper finds these magic sunglasses. I guess is the best way to describe it. And then when he puts it on, he sees that all the people in the media are actual aliens and they're trying to do like mind control through advertising. And yeah. um, there is a fight scene. That is between him and I think Keith Davis is in this. Um, uh-huh. So they have a fight in the alleyway, and this was literally meant to be like a twenty-second fight. While because Roddy Piper's character is trying to get Keith Davis to look through the glasses and see what he sees, they fought for five minutes and twenty seconds, and they left the whole fight in the movie. It is you <laughs> think it's ending, and it just carries on, and it just doesn't stop. <laughs> It probably makes this movie as good. And obviously the famous line from Roddy Piper, I'm here to kick ass and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's one I wanted to add in, because it is a fantastic movie, and it's, it's a cult classic. They wanted to have people like Kurt Russell play it, but they were like, no, we're going to have Roddy Piper. Yeah, I think that's probably a good choice. It is a good choice. The only, one, uh, the only one I thought would be mentioned that wasn't was The Princess Bride. Yes. Somebody pull up the Andre oh yeah. I've got. Hey, want a <laughs> I've got loads. I've got Jesse Ventura, the Running Man, Andre the Giant, Conan the Destroyer, and a Predator too. Yeah, Predator. Yeah. Um, it... Hulk, Hulk Hogan in Gremlins two. That's one yes. of mine. Yes, and Rocky three. There you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, train wreck with John Cena. Train wreck with John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> he plays the. You're talking about a guy that cannot transition to a romantic <laughs> comedy role. I couldn't buy it. I mean, he's he's in that movie, and he's he finds out she's been cheating on him, and then he's just sitting there, he's looking all down in the dumps, like, I wanted to build a life with you. I wanted to build this empire with you. I wanted you by my side. You know, you can't you can't feel bad for jocks, could you? That's sort of basically I, what it is. I, no, I can't. No. Not when you're that big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got that deep voice, uh, like he just. But I like, think that was part of the joke too. Dude, you like made this mistake. It. She didn't. <laughs> Oh god. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think that's solid list that we've managed to produce and no crossovers. 100%. Did did we take any no. roads? No. No. No, I don't think so. No. We didn't have to go to our uh, our bench. No. That's so. pretty impressive. It is. We named 10 good movies, 10 good wrestler movies. Well, questionable. Ten, ten, ten <laughs> movies that have wrestlers good. in them. <laughs> I'd give four. Movies yeah. They good. They're all good wrestlement. And I feel like We've opened up a whole new genre for listeners now. You can have a whole weekend of watching wrestlers and movies. Yeah. And uh, there's some good ones. You can, Wrestler, Godfather, great movies. Yeah, Santa Slay. Really <laughs> <some good movies>. <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined, like, Goldfinger for someone now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, our job's not supposed to be a sympathetic character, but maybe after that story, he kind of is. <laughs> All he has is a hat, people. 
yeah, he, he did. He did have a dog. Now all he's got is a hat. Oh god. <laughs> anyway. uh, Gentlemen, this has been a pleasure. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. And if that's what we've done, we've sort of had each other in many ways, haven't we? But it's been nice. Not in all the ways yet, we, though. No. You don't want to quite phrase it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely a lot of fun. I got a lot of laughs. You guys are hilarious, man. I'm definitely going to flip on your pod here in a little bit. Oh, nah, I'm going to learn about wrestling. So, what's, what? Anytime you want to learn about wrestling, I will, go to the God's funny as this was, I'll, you know, I'll laugh at it. You know, yeah, this might get you back into it. You never know. Might get me. Might get me. I might be a little. And you guys are like, because I have no idea about like NBA and um, football and stuff. But like, I listen to your podcast and I'm like, yeah, I'm invested. I know what's coming up. LeBron James to the Lakers. You're right up on it. Yeah, LeBron right? James to the Lakers just happened, and I don't know. I don't know how much I care anymore. <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's been this saga every four years with him. But uh, I, I don't know, know I mean, how the knowledge is going to help me in the middle of the UK. But if it comes up, I'm going to be like podcast about something. Help me out on this one. There you go. There oh, you go. Yeah, you definitely. Go. But you definitely got to listen to the movie reviews we got coming up. So yes, yeah, I do. Yeah, I enjoy you guys, your you guys movie follow episodes. like the MCU. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Excellent. So if you want, like we we'd love to bring you on and discuss a little. Little side gigs for the MCU coming up. I mean, yeah. Lord knows they're going to have like thirty-five movies a year within the it's next true. couple of years. So Definitely. we're sick of talking Definitely about wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do. and it ties in because Batista is going to be in most. Of yeah, them. Batista. So we need to bring in our wrestling correspondents. There we go. So, <laughs> that's us. That's you. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Lovely. Um, you definitely, you've definitely got two new subscribers here, guys. You, yeah, it's wicked. Most definitely. All right. Thank else. you. Where can so. everyone? Should we should we plug ourselves? Where can everyone find you and download you and whatever they need to do? We can be found on wherever podcasts are listened to, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, not on SoundCloud anymore. I just uh, left SoundCloud. You just, you just kicked off SoundCloud. No, SoundCloud doesn't like. I, I just moved the hosting somewhere else. Me too. So. Uh, Google Play, TuneIn, you know, all the, all those great places. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at APA something. Definitely. Excellent. Awesome. Where can people find us, Max? Oh, you know, the internet. <laughs> you it's can search. Oh, you know, the internet. We have a website. We have a website with a really catchy name. It's called godtool5.com. Jesse no, doesn't. we've got one of those. Podcast about something.com. Uh, All right, it's yes. not a competition. Calm down. Ours <laughs> that, has more letters. This is longer, Jesse. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But ours was off the top. Got to five.com. Ours is short and stubby. Uh, so, got to five.com. <laughs> or just search for us on iTunes. Um, yeah, we've recently left SoundCloud as well. Um, so, and if you're on the Android, the Podcast Republic app is one we plug as well. So, yeah, that's good. Hey, we're on that one too. Yeah, there we go. So oh, yeah, sweet. search for us anywhere. We didn't say well, shit. I just realised on our last episode we didn't actually plug them. I, I don't think they want us to, Jesse. After what you said about them. Uh, okay, I was quite hateful. <laughs> <laughs> that and the two dog murders that came up. <laughs> yeah, they don't want us. I'm back. not. I'm not a very somewhere. I'm not a very warm person. <laughs> not, not in China though. They'll keep us on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're huge yeah. in China. So. <laughs> So, yeah, um, guys, this has been so much fun. I've really enjoyed it. It's so been, we'll yeah, have to do a crossover again sometime. Yes. Sounds soon. good. Excellent. So. Um, I don't know how to record our outro, so I'm just going to say bye. All right, bye. <laughs> bye. Have a good one. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five.